Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. Today's guest is Transportation and Mobility Director David Abbas. With winter right around the corner, we wanted to learn more about what it takes to get street crews ready for the snow and how those crews go about clearing streets. We also asked the question that's on everybody's mind when a big snowstorm hits. Why hasn't my street been plowed yet? Okay, let's learn more about how the city of Bend handles winter. Today I am joined on the podcast by David Abbas. He is the Transportation and Mobility Director. David, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks for having me. I just was wondering, how long have you been at the city of Bend? Well, I was born and raised here in Central Oregon, but uh, with with the city of Bend, I've been uh, here since 2012. Uh, Started out with the city of Bend in the Engineering, Infrastructure, and Planning Department. I... uh, in the fall of 2014, I, I transitioned over into the director of the Streets and Operations Department. My next question, you kind of said you started in the engineering um, world here at the city of Bend, but what kind of led you to this line of work and, and getting involved in engineering and streets and operations and transportation and all of that? Uh, I, I've been fortunate to uh, have a variety of experience in my career. I'll call it uh, both private sector and public sector. Um but as I mentioned, born and raised in Central Oregon, um, City of Bend had an opportunity, uh, an opening uh, with the passage of the 2011 uh, General Obligation Bond. And so I was fortunate to join the team as a project manager for that geo bond effort in, in 2012. And um, and so, that yeah, that's what got me to the City of Bend. Do you think, you know, growing up here kind of played a role in wanting to be a part of the community and, and kind of give back in that way? Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed that. Like I said, uh, fortunate with both private and public sector experience. Uh, I've worked for three different muni- municipalities now, um, Redmond, Corvallis, uh, and Bend. And uh, I've always enjoyed that public works service side uh, to the community and, and really kind of the core service needs, like the public works core service, you know, streets, water, sewer, the things things we all need. And uh and then particularly kind of the capital improvement type projects, um, you know, really making those infrastructure improvements. And these days, you know, we face continual challenges in, in our transportation system. Um, and we're focusing on those things. You know, the city just adopted a new transportation system plan, or, or you might hear it called a TSP um, this past year. And uh, there's multimodal improvements and mobility options and, you know, uh, kind of keeping pace, if you will, with the growth and congestion and, and reducing vehicle miles traveled um, and and identifying and, and getting some sustainable transportation funding sources so that we can uh, uh, deliver on the elements of the TSP. Um, so, yeah, we got, uh, we got our work cut out for us, but... Uh, and it's a challenge, but enjoy it. We got a good crew and good community and, um, you know, there's those challenges with a fast growing, fast paced community. And then on top of all of that, it snows here every winter, which is <laughs> what we're here to discuss. Do you live in a mountain town next to the Cascades? Yes. 
Yep. Yep. And so, um, yeah, winter operations are, you know, right around the corner. It, it could be any day now um, that we start to see some snowfall. Um, so I know you guys are kind of in that preparation mode for that. So what what does it take to get the snow plows and the equipment and everybody ready for those winter operations? Yeah, it's a it's a coordinated effort, Jacob. And what I mean by that is, is we lean on our, our fleet uh, department, uh, the technicians and equipment uh, folks out there in the garage. Um, so for us, uh, we we're wrapping up on our summer construction season activities, you know, so we're trying to get some things finished out there, which is using those vehicles. Uh, so let's take a dump truck, for example. Um, you know, we're, we're doing work out there in the field that that requires that dump truck, but at some point you got to say, okay, we're, we're done and now it's time to, to put a sander uh, unit in the back of that dump truck um, or and or a snowplow on the front, right? So we work with the fleet department to help us transition and, and that work is taking place now. You know, we start bringing equipment in uh, from the field or construction activity work. Um, the, the fleet will, will work their magic and go through and give the whole vehicle a once over, uh, make sure everything's uh, in good shape and get those sander units uh, installed and uh, you know, that's not just to throw it in and, and take it back out. Um, there's some work involved with that. So once those sanders go in, they're, they're pretty much in there for the season. And uh, so there's the sanding units. Um, uh, there's the mag chloride units. Um, you know, get those units on the vehicles, mounting of snow plows onto the trucks, obviously. There's the really annual review of our, of our winter snow and ice control plants. Um, you know, lessons learned from previous years, always looking to be more efficient or, or increase that level of service to the community. So uh, we're always looking at that annually. And, you know, with, with the growth or new projects or new development around town, uh, new, new streets, uh, you know, being improved or built that, that we need to account for the, that have changed or weren't, weren't there before. It's a brand new street, perhaps. Uh, and then the other side of it is our, our material supply, making sure we got our, our sanding rock is ready to go and, and we've got enough of it. Uh, our, our mag chloride, you know, that we're, we're ready to go, ready. Like you said, uh, could happen any day, right? Um, could snow tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we typically have that first kind of major event. It always seems to line up around uh, Thanksgiving. But yeah, it could happen any today as, as people are seeing the, the temperatures are, are getting a little chilly in the morning. We've been, I don't want to say fortunate because because uh, we need some moisture, uh, but we've had two light winters now in a row. Be interesting to see what this winter brings. Um, while, while it's hard, hard on our staff, uh, personally, I'd like to see about five snowmageddons in a row. Our reservoirs are empty. Uh, we, need, yeah. we need the moisture. So yeah, we'll see what mother nature throws at us this year. You kind of touched on that. Some of the, 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 products you use to help keep the road safe and passable. One of them is that mag chloride, which helps to keep the ice off the roadways. A question we get a lot is from people who move from other places is why doesn't the city put salt on the road? So um, maybe you could answer that question, then kind of explain what the city does use to help keep ice off the roads and keep things safe. The city bend doesn't have a bare pavement policy. And what I mean by that is uh, ur urban snow plowing, urban winter operations efforts are, are different than the rural areas. You know, when you throw salt on a roadway, that that 
that's a big part of getting to bare pavement. Um, you know, melt that ice and, and whatnot off there. But, uh, you know, urban snow plowing efforts, we, we've got obstacles, I'll call it, in an urban environment, whether that's manholes, catch basins, water valve boxes, you know, those types of things that are on the surface out there on our roads. And uh, so the snow plows, uh, uh, you'll notice that they're not right down scraping on the pavement like you might see ODOT's plows um, on Highway 97 or, or maybe the county uh, out in a rural road uh, without those obstacles. Because um, it's not fun when a snowplow catches a lip of a, of a manhole or something of that nature. But on the specifically in the salt, so the mag chloride is really a pretreatment. Um, we keep our eye on the forecast. Um, you know, it's, it's ideal to apply that ahead of a storm that, that we feel is going to be, you know, a, a decent storm. And it really keeps that snow uh, and ice and, and from compacting from traffic and freezing and, and adhering to the road surface uh, so that the snow plowing uh, operations are more successful. On the, on the salt, uh, the biggest thing really, and salt hasn't been a big in big use on the West coast really as a whole compared to maybe back east uh, but specific to to bend here we, we've got the Deschutes River running right through town and uh, so that's a big part of it uh, you know kind of uh, in environmental uh, protections I'll call it um, we, do, we do have a small amount of mixed sanding rock and salt <clears throat> that we uh, keep for emergency or, or safety issues in certain areas um, you know, areas that aren't draining to the river. Um, but depending on the storm or the winter conditions, uh, from time to time, we, we've got an area that, that is just unsafe and we, and we need to do something, but generally, uh, you know, definitely not system wide. Uh, we, we don't use salt in recent years. It's, uh, you know, ODOT's looked at it some more, uh, in certain areas, uh, not, not system wide, but they've done some some pilots and, you know, really trying to monitor and look at what the environmental uh, impacts are. Uh, but it's just not something that has really been uh, pushed much for, for use here in Bend, uh, particularly with the river running right through town. Sure. That makes sense. Um, that's a good explanation of that. Um, another question we get a lot is, you know, where are the snow plows? Why hasn't my street been plowed yet? When are you coming? Um, that sort of stuff. How do you kind of prioritize where you're going to start? Well, there's a lot that plays into that. I'll, uh, I'll try to summarize it up here. Um, so we have our, our transportation system divided up into uh, priorities. And a priority one would be a, a main arterial roadway. Um, you know, these would be the main streets in town. Uh, to throw a few examples out there, like the Third Street, 27th Street, Reed Market, uh, right? Our, our main arterials move the most traffic, uh, commerce, business, you know, getting folks to work, school, services, those things. We've got 157 lane miles of arterial roads in, in the city bend. Priority twos then would be those collector streets, um, mainly that connect to those arterials. You know, the collector streets will connect neighborhoods, local residential roads to, to the arterials, to the main roads. Uh, in those priority twos, we also focus on, uh, you know, business centers, schools, medical services, hospital, those types of uh, areas that, uh, 
you know, folks need to be able to get to. Uh, we have 73 lane miles of collector uh, roads in the city of Bend. Uh, the priority threes are the local residential roads, uh, and, and that makes up the majority of our transportation system. Uh, there's uh, about 618 lane miles of local residential streets. These are typically uh, getting snowplow efforts uh, when we call in the contractors for help. Um, you know, our our staff and equipment uh, really prioritizes on those priority ones and priority twos, arterials collectors. Uh, that's not to say our staff will never get out into a residential street. When we do call those contractors for help, uh, that's typically in the larger events. Um, you know, when, when we've got six or more inches of, of snow on the ground, uh, we look at forecasts, we look at conditions, temperatures, um, you know, when, when does it make sense to um, make that phone call to the contractors and turn them loose to help because, uh, you know, that, that's an expense, but, um, and, and in some cases that, that expense is definitely needed. Um, like I mentioned, we've had light winters. Uh, we didn't call the contractors out once last winter, uh, but then we've had snowmageddons where we've called them out six or seven times and, you know, been in front of council for budget adjustments and things to cover that effort. Um, and, you know, you mentioned snowmageddons, Jacob. So uh, when, when you think about it, we have the city broken up into zones and priorities. We dispatch our staff into a, a an assigned area. Uh, so that they're familiar with the area, they know the challenges, uh, you know, they know where they're going every day they come in and, and climb in a snowplow. Um, but when you have those arterials, those collectors, those priority ones, priority twos, you, you might get started at the beginning of your shift um, and, and take care of your priority ones, maybe some priority twos. But if it's been snowing all day, um, you may need to go back to the beginning where you started. Uh, there might be four or five, six inches of snow where you plowed four or five hours ago. Um, and so depending on, on the storm, depending on what Mother Nature's throwing at us, uh, you know, our, our staff may be focused on those priority ones or twos uh, for, for a few days. Depends on what the storm does. We also have a, a handful of seasonal staff uh, that we've... Uh, this last couple of years, been trying to keep through the winter season with with their priority being um, bridges, roundabouts, kind of what kind of what I call those no man's lands, where there's not a, a distinct adjacent property owner um, uh, taking care of that sidewalk. All storms are different. But Bend actually has kind of microclimates, I'll call it. Uh, the west side of Bend, um, you know, typically gets more more winter, more snow than the east side. <clears throat> so there's that. Um, you know, depending on uh, the snow event, how how that snow event blows through towns, uh, there's there's a variety of conditions uh, or emergencies, traffic congestion, and, and resources as far as where where we're sending staff and and where we're focusing our efforts. Yeah, that definitely helps. Um, it's interesting to me because it just really depends on what the storm brings. So you're kind of you're preparing for the worst and and kind of having to, you know, scramble the cruise once it's ready to go, once it's time to go, because you just never know how bad it's going to get. It's always kind of a guessing game for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you when you say prepare for the worst, Jacob, it makes me think our our winners fluctuate uh, there there's a variety like i said we've had two light winters in a row so you know 
from a resource effort, we, we don't uh, plan for the snowmageddon necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't have this huge fleet of snowplows and, and graders that on a particular bad winter, which we haven't had one in a few years, you know, they, they'd be busy during the wintertime for sure. But uh, the other eight, nine months out of the year, um, that they're not being utilized. And, and so, you know, we, we try to gear up for kind of our average storm events, but then have some procedures and protocols in place that, it, that if it's a, uh, an event above average, I'll call it, uh, we've mm-hmm. got contractor uh, contracts set up that we can call them in for help. It doesn't make sense with the taxpayers' dollars to, you know, build a fleet and, and, and staff and resources for the snowmageddon uh, because we, we don't always get the snowmageddon. Right. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, another question I wanted to ask you about that we often see is, you know, people are saying, hey, I just cleared my driveway. I just spent a couple hours shoveling it. Why did the city come by and put a berm in front of my my driveway, which I know is a tough one. Um, but what I mean, what can people do to kind of help out your crews um, so that they're, you know, not making such a big berm in front of the driveways when they do come through and plow when it is a big snow event. Yeah, no, I, I understand the frustration. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so does our staff. So does, so do our operators, because when, uh, when they get off work and go home, uh, they, they got to plow, they got to shovel their sidewalk and their driveways as well. Um, but the snow plowing effort, you know, it's not a snow removal effort. Uh, we, we plow to the outside of the road from center line to the curb, try to get the s- snow off the roadways uh, so we can have some, you know, safe travel for the public. And, uh, you know, having the roads clear of any cars, uh, garbage cans, basketball hoops, trailers, that type of thing uh, helps. It provides for a, a safer, better snow plow result. And, and you touched on it, the responsibility of the sidewalks and the driveways are, are the adjacent uh, property owner or resident. And uh, as you're out there shoveling, um, if you're able to shovel out an area ahead of your driveway, um, that can help. And, and we've got some some items on our website to kind of illustrate that. Mm-hmm. But if you have a uh, an area, well, first of all, when you're shoveling your sidewalk and, and driveway, don't throw it in the road um, because next time the snowplow comes through, it, it's coming right back, right? Uh, so shovel that into your yard, uh, shovel it outside the, outside of the street. But if you're able to shovel out an, an area ahead of your driveway when the snowplow is coming through, it, it provides an area for that snow to uh, em- empty out, uh, I'll call it from in front of the plow, instead of it emptying out in your driveway. Um, because as you're, as you're plowing there, there's that snow that build up on the plow. And then if your driveway is already plowed and that snow plow comes up there, it, that, that snow wants to empty out and, and it empties out right in your driveway. Where if you, if you have an area cleared out, uh, upstream, I'll call it, or, or ahead of your driveway that, that can help. Right. And then you kind of touched on this too, you know, it's, it's almost like when the snow events happen, it's, we're all in this together. We kind of all have to do a little bit of our part. Um, and you touched on the sidewalk thing. Um, do you want to explain that policy as far as what's required of, uh, adjacent property owners to clear the sidewalks and, and when they need to get those cleared so people can safely use the sidewalks? When we have winter storms, uh, you know, it takes all of us to get through it together. Um, but the, the responsibility for sidewalks, um, 
is the adjacent property owner uh, or resident's responsibility. That's that's by uh, bend code. And, uh, you know, the criteria in there uh, is in a residential situation is, is really have it have your sidewalk cleared within 24 hours after the snowfall has stopped. Um, in a commercial area, uh, the, the code is looking for six hours uh, and, and trying to ha have those areas open for safe, you know, walking public um, if you have a fire hydrant uh, ad adjacent to your your resident or or business uh, that that's also uh, per, per the code responsibility of that adjacent property owner to you know have that area cleared out for the fire hydrant so you know ha heaven forbid there is a fire uh, with people trying to heat their homes and things right if, if it's cold out uh, whether that's wood stoves or whatever, but heaven forbid there's a fire, but the, we want the fire emergency services to be able to uh, find and, and get to that fire hydrant. What kind of triggers you sending the crews out? Obviously, you're not going to send the fleet out if there's just a dusting of snow and it's going to be gone by noon. So what kind of triggers you sending the crews out and going and really making a dent on the snow? Each storm's different, like we're, we're talking. Um, but if it's a dusting, depending on the temperatures, is it icy? Is it freezing? We may, we may be out with... Uh, with the mag or, or or sanding rock at intersections um, or or steep sections to for safety, uh, but typically on the snow plowing, um, like like we were talking about, not being bare pavement policy and running those plows right down, you know, scraping on the pavement. Um, typically, that threshold's kind of two inches. Uh, when the road's got a couple two inches, um, then then we're then we're getting out there, and. Uh, but we're also looking at the different areas of town. Like I said, the microclimates, um, you know, up on Aubrey Butte, uh, there may be four or five inches and, and in Northeast Bend, there may be one. Um, so it just depends on the storm we're, we're monitoring it and uh, react, reacting accordingly. But, uh, you know, typically it's two inches before you'll, you'll see a plow um, drop down and hit the pavement. Okay, makes sense. Um, another question that we get often too uh, is, <laughs> Hey, I just saw a snowplow go by my house and they're not plowing anything. Why is that? Why wouldn't they be plowing all the time constantly and dropping, you know, sand and all that? Why is that? Well, so we have kind of a centralized location here that, that the crews are being dispatched out of. Um, and so folks are probably seeing, you know, a, a snowplow and sander um, heading across town to to their their zone. Um, uh, we've got the city broken up into essentially eight zones, and we have uh, a couple of staff and a couple pieces of equipment assigned to each zone. Uh, you know, so that's 16 snowplows out there, uh, 16 operators. Again, focusing on those priority one, priority twos. But you know, if you've got a zone in in southwest, northwest bend, for example. Um, mm -hmm. They're leaving the yard and they're and they're trying to get to their zone to take care of, of the priority ones in their section. Somebody is assigned to the priority ones, priority twos in in their neighborhood. But yeah, the, every plow that leaves here doesn't drop the plow to the road, um, you know, and and plow this road 18 times. <laughs> we we get out citywide and, and uh, disperse out and tackle the priority ones and priority twos within their sections. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. All right, Jacob. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
big thank you to David for being our guest on the podcast. If you would like even more great tips on how to prepare for winter in the city of Bend, you can head to bendoregon.gov winter. Thank you for tuning into Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music. 